Good evening, Patriots. And it is Sunday, February 12th, and it's a weird day. <laughs> it ended weird for me. I'll tell you all about it in a minute. <clears throat> Anytime I say something I can't or, I, I don't know, I get like going on a rant lately, God's like, oh, really? Let me, let me show you something. That's what happened all weekend. And I'll tell you about it here in just a sec. Before we get going, make sure that you're doing everything you can to keep prepped on food. This is an important time not to be messing around. Things are changing really quickly. Crazy world we're in. So make sure you're stocking up and you've got some solid basics that will last for years, like My Patriot Supply. Patriots, do you feel like the world is being held together with duct tape and bailing wire? It sure seems like it. Every day, we're thrown new distractions by the fake news to pull us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, global military conflicts, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. In times like these, you can trust My Patriot Supply. Their three-month emergency food kit comes packed with tasty, and I mean tasty, meals with over 2,000 calories per day. And right now, you'll automatically get $200 in free survival gear with each kit you order. These products will save the day when crisis comes, and it's coming soon. Self-reliance is our only option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get $200 worth of free survival essentials with your three-month emergency food kit. Everything is in stock and ready to go, with free shipping too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next disaster strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com. Patriots, as I have said, food security is the foundation for personal sovereignty. Check it out today. So I don't know if you've been reading the headlines. I'm assuming you have. It's been a weekend of attack of the great balloon invasion or something. We have apparently the um, Air Force popped a balloon over Lake Huron. Boy, I tell you, I'm so proud of them or something. And then um, now we have General Glenn Van Herrick. I never heard of him. 
who was asked whether the Pentagon has ruled out aliens regarding objects shot down. And the general says, I have not ruled out anything at this point. In other words, they're all playing the game to set everybody up for alien invasion movie that's coming soon to a theater near you. So tonight, I was, I, I'm going to kind of back into my weekend going the other way, back backwards, starting with leaving the property tonight. And it's a beautiful night. Okay, so I get down to the lower gate, and I look up to the sky, and it is gorgeous. It's as clear as we've seen in a long time. The stars are all out. And I, I open the gate and um, drive through, and then I stop the Jeep, start to get out, and I, I'm mumbling to myself having a conversation with Father. And I'm like, you know, I literally, I, this is what I said. I said, Father, I'm getting so sick and tired of this UFO BS. I said, I don't even know what to do. I said, I really need to get some clarity on what's going on. And I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing over this. I, as I walk around the edge of the Jeep, I look up in the sky. And there's about 40 star-like lights in a perfect line <laughs> moving right over my head. And as I watch, it's just like they slowly dissipate and vanish right above my head. And I and we're talking altitude, not like like feet, like you know, way up at the high, way up at high altitudes. 40 little perfectly in a perfect line moving in perfect unison. Of course, someone's gonna say, Well, that's Elon Musk Skylink. And I'm like, whatever then how come I don't see all the skylinks? Just a few of them. Now, the, nonetheless, that was God's answer to me. I haven't quite figured out what the response is other than quit calling it BS, so I'm maybe, maybe I'm onto something here. I don't know. But God does have an amazing way of speaking to us. Oh, the fallen angels are returning or something. It's, it's air of lunacy. Rena it was the uh, exciting halftime performance that was apparently a total flop. I think the the um, tweet of the week <laughs> goes to uh, Vincent Kennedy, who said, "At least Rena didn't pull a baby out of out of her on stage. Never know what these people will do." <laughs> That's just a true statement. I'm not watching the Super Bowl, by the way. I have no interest in it at all. Now, if you are paying attention to Ohio. That's a tragedy and a crazy one because that tanker has been burning. All that vinyl chloride has been burning. And I don't know if you've heard, but not a single word has come out of anybody, even the radical environmentalists, which should tell you who's guilty right there. If the radical environmentalists aren't screaming bloody murder over a vinyl chloride tank burning, that means they probably did it in order to try to force some new environmental policy and definitely try to crush the people because that are up there. A lot of people are losing their livestock or their chickens as one are dying. Fish are dying everywhere. Uh, people are complaining of eyes burning. This is a really bad environmental disaster. No one's reporting on it. The media that has tried to report on it has been arrested by local police. And the um, Biden crime family and the pedophile network that sits up there in D.C. are not saying a word. So you can kind of figure out that and what, where the emphasis is. So today I had a uh, conversation with somebody who has a property over in Kansas. And it's just awesome when you have these sort of linkage. He reached out and said that he may have some space for a Bards Fest. Bards Fests are in evolving. That's another one. I'll just touch on this real quick. I know more got through saying on Friday night when we weren't planning on one on Oregon. Now Oregon's on the docket. So... I, I'm just following where God's leads, and I'm just tired of myself saying no, no to things. So I'm not going to say no anymore, and I'm not going to tell you yes or no until it gets confirmed. So if you ask me something like, when's it going to be there? And if I don't have an answer from God, I'm going to say, just wait. If you say, is there going to be something somewhere? I'm just going to say maybe. That's it. That's the extent of the answers until God answers, because every time I say no or I decide something firmly, God turns around and says, um, nope, or this is the way we're going to do it. And I'm like, okay, that's all good. I'm good, Father. You just lead it. Lead it, lead it, lead it. And that'll be kind of where we end the story tonight, too, in a really interesting way, which we'll get back to 
we'll get back to saying no to things in a minute. But anyway, I had an amazing conversation with a guy by the name of Matt today. He has a, about 40 acres, I think. And um, they have built up, a, they do a hilltop worship um, hymn ceremony on his property and other things they've been building out. And they have been called to do homeschooling, to which they do. They have Their fifth child is on the way. Um, he's going to come on the show too, by the way. He's, uh, so they've been doing homeschooling, home churches. And, and then they were called to do something really awesome, which I, I really like, and that was to provide dining tables to reestablish family meals together. I love this. So they were making or getting tables, dinner tables, dining tables for families. And surprisingly, in this day and age, a lot of families don't have a formal table to sit together. I I guess that's become the new normal. And so they've been providing these tables to help families rekindle being together for a meal. And in the process, getting God back at the center of the home. He hadn't, he's in the, whenever it was introduced to Bars FM, he's, he's an avid listener. And um, we share a lot in common. His approach was his, he was called. So anyway, we're, we're working with him and that would be something in the fall. So I think we're going to end up with Bards Fest kind of sprinkled all through the summer and into the fall, providing that we can get around our little green men and our EMP EMP attack and the the rise of the Nephilim. I think that's all on the docket right now. Pretty sure. So we have an interesting year ahead, no doubt. And it will be I'll just tell you this. At Bards Fest will be kind of a if we have aliens, we might do a pretty good barbecue. I have not had alien before, but I understand it's not bad if you get the right species. So we could have alien barbecue. Um, And definitely if you come, you're going to want to bring an axe or a sword because I don't think bullets work real well on these things, but you can chop their head off. Because if they start coming into the Bard's Fest, it's going to be straight up game on. I'm not kidding when I tell you alien invasions on the docket. I mean, we've been talking about this for like three years because we knew they were going to do this. We just didn't know how they were going to roll it out. But they're so, whoever they are, this is the thing is we still don't know who these retards are. And this is something I keep kind of praying to Father about. It's like, look, I get this, that we're in some sort of major transition, but like, can we just at least get this game on? And can we at least like start seeing who these lizard headeds are so we can just start at least cutting their heads off? Because we're all getting a little tired of this stupid. And that's the thing that's amazing is how as we've walked very closely in our love in Christ and we have reached out to build such deep trust in our faith and through Father. And what's really amazing is that I don't know for you, for me, I'm I'm not I'm way relaxed. That's not an, that's not even a question. What I do find myself is, is irritated at the level of retardation that's going along with these stunts. So when you've got Super Bowl sacrifice Sunday going on, the average ticket, the, the cheapest ticket was $3,500 and they packed the stadium. And I'm literally looking at this going like, what is wrong with you people? And so an earthquake tonight to split the earth and have everybody fall in probably would have been okay. I am, I'm really kind of just at my peak of the bread and circus ability to control this population. There's a lot of things that we can be doing, and playing stupid games with men in tights playing with balls is not my favorite thing to do, nor is it my favorite thing to watch. So, um, you know, and it's we do have a level of retardation in this nation that is stunning to me. And I, that's probably going to bother people. So sorry, but not sorry, because I'm, I'm really kind of at my max frustration of that level of just watching how many people run off the cliff, like lemmings, and just follow it right off the end. You're like, 
Um, you, you, what you want to tell them is, do you understand that when Dis- Disney filmed the, le- the film, the lemmings going off the cliff, that they were they were charging from behind and forcing these poor little creatures off the cliff? And you all are doing it voluntarily. I think the lemmings have more intelligence. So we've got a kind of a crazy, crazy bit ahead. So anyway, we had a really, I had a really good conversation with Matt, and um, he's just he's doing some great work. They, I think we're going to look at something in the fall, which will be nice, and that'll bring in other festivals. And then I'm I'm going up to. And this is where we'll get into our story. I'm going to an event this coming weekend through next week back in North Carolina. A very, very prestigious group that is, uh, as, and I'm coming as a guest of Pastor Brad Cummings, which I'm very honored. And I was going to drive that, but I'll get to that in a minute. And then I'm returning. When I return, I'm meeting up with some folks here in Oregon. So let's, I'll get to that. So I mean, I just kind of want to let this set the conditions here, what's going on. So, all right, so we've kind of got the background of today, spent the weekend doing my normal thing, kind of taking my Saturday, I'm going to have a Saturday off. Well, as I told you uh, about a week ago, not 10 days ago, I was having this massive sciatica attack on the back of my legs, really painful. And it got worse because I had, I've now discovered that it really wasn't, I mean, it's a, it was compounded by the hours I've sat doing my research and doing my podcast, which now I've put in a standing desk and an adjustable standing desk. So a lot of those things are already improving life. But what I didn't realize is I was doing a hard workout, I guess about 10 days ago. And what I'd ended up doing is I strained the, the lower glute muscle, deeply strained it. And then that caused an inflammation in some of the nerve endings and whatever, and that's resulted in some pretty painful sciatica. So I've been dealing with this all last week, and it was kind of it was a tough week. I mean, it's hard to describe. I'll tell you, you really value your normal health when something like this comes in, and suddenly you get up in the morning, and I'm not exaggerating when I tell you, you it is so painful you can't even stand, and you you are, um, I mean, it, it's it's to the point where it hurts so much your legs can't take any weight and you feel like you're going to throw up. And I've got a pretty high tolerance of pain. And then it takes like, I don't know, two hours to get things to calm down and to finally be able to stand up and walk around. And then when you sit, it feels fine until you stand up again. But that's it's the fact that the sitting has been the compounding problem. So it's been the whole kind of a vicious little circle. So Saturday morning... I guess to back up a little bit, I finally started taking some ibuprofen. I don't take anything typically, but it got bad enough. I was like, okay, I'm going to start taking a little bit of ibuprofen. And the only reason that happened is because mom interjects and says, like, basically, are you taking ibuprofen? Like, no. And you know how moms are. They kind of look at you like, son, don't be stupid. (laughs) And then you're like, okay, I'll take some ibuprofen. So I did, and I'm happy I did. I was taking some ibuprofen finally. And um, that was that was going better. And so Saturday morning, I so Friday night, I plan out my trip. And um, I'm I've got it all planned out, and it's going to take me four days driving back east. And and I I planned it out all day Friday. And the trip is going to be ten and a half to eleven hours a day driving back there. And I get up Saturday morning and I've taken my ibuprofen and the sciatica is so bad. And I just, I just literally cannot stand. And this goes on for all morning. And this is usually my day off. I'm looking forward to going up to the property, hanging around to the cows, doing some work up there. And I can't stand and I, I'm not exaggerating on any of this because I believe me when it comes to physical stuff, the last thing I like to do is even talk about it because I'm typically like, yeah, suck it up, get over it. This is for real. And so I'm literally kind of crawling around and um, I end up going 
literally crawling into the hyperbaric chamber. And I put myself in the hyperbaric chamber. And I started up, and I'm, I'm going to go in for about 45 minutes, which ended up being about an hour and a half, which I'm glad I did. And I text Brad Cummings, and I'm Pastor Cummings, and I said, hey, look, I said, I don't know if um, I'm going to be able to get out to the event, if I'm going to be able to leave this next week to drive out to the event. Because I said, I'm really concerned. I said, I can't even move this morning. And I'm going to be driving for 10 and a half hours a day sitting. I don't think I'll even be able to walk if I got out there. So Brad sent me a really nice text back. And he was just sharing with me. He's like, look, there's no obligation. We could, for your part of it, we could do a Zoom. But I'd really hoped you could come out because there's some really important people that are going to be out here. They're, they're globally really influential people, and they're very close and powerful within the space of God. And there's some people that I think would be really interested to hear what you have to say and also about Bard's Fest. I said, well, I'm not going to make up my mind until Tuesday. And he said, you know, I know you don't like to, I know you, you said you won't fly. He said, but I am just letting you know, here's my flight schedule, if you so decide. Like, okay, whatever. So I, and and I just started, he, you know, he encouraged me you know, to continue to pray on it, and I did, of course. And so I really dug in. I'm like, all right, God, I said, look, I need kind of some answers on some things here. I said, one, I need to know if you really want me at that event. Because this is unbelievably painful. And I, I cannot describe, if you've had that sort of pain of sciatica in the nerves, um, let me tell you, that is, it is gut-wrenchingly painful. And it just causes you to like literally retch almost. And it you can't, you literally cannot put weight on your legs. Um, someone said it's, the pain is like a kidney stone. That may be, and it's being that I've never had a kidney stone, I, I don't want to know. If that's what it's like, it's got to suck. So, um, and so I, I, I was praying hard with God and, um, and I'm like, look, Father, I just, I need some answers here. And I also, you know, if you want me to go, I need to go. If you don't want me, I need you to tell me that. And I said, if you, but if I go, if I do go or don't go, I, I need, I'm praying for some immediate miraculous healing because I can't continue like this. And then I also prayed, I said, look, you know, I need to understand, I need to get a clarity on these Bards Fests because I'm, I'm just feeling like we're kind of all over the board with this right now and it's scattered. And I don't like that feeling of, of confusion or chaos at the beginning, though I know it's a normal part of the process. So I, I pray and I pray on it. And I start to feel a little bit better. About an hour and a half. It was about about at the point I was going to get out when Brad sent me that text. So I went another, I just prayed more for another 45 minutes or an hour or so inside the hyperbaric chamber. And I, so I get out, about an hour and a half out, and I literally can't stand anymore. Still, I should say. And I've already taken ibuprofen and the whole thing. So I just get on my knees. I'm like, Father, look, you've got me on my knees now. <laughs> like, you want, if this is where you want me, this is, because I can, I don't know if you can sit this way. This is why I'm super comfortable sitting. It's the starting position for sword work. And you literally sit on your ankles. So, I mean, you're, you're sitting down, so your ankles are flat out the back, and you're sitting on your ankles. And it's, it takes, a, for some, I mean, some do it naturally. I, I, it took me a long time to be able to do that. But it's, it was like the most comfortable position I could find, which was another irony because that was, God encouraged me, like I told you, like a year and a half ago to start studying the sword. And I was like disciplined doing this every morning, doing this sitting on Zazen to really get my comfort there. So here I am sitting on my knees, very comfortable, not in pain. I'm like, Father, you have me on my knees. And I said, uh, here I am. I said, I, I, I cannot go anywhere without you. I can't move now. I can't do anything. I'm completely surrendered to you. And I said, just so you hear it, if this 
sciatica pain isn't going to go away, and that's where you want me. I'm not quitting. I'll just figure out a way to do everything from my from crawling around on my knees. And he says, that's what I needed to hear. I said, okay. So I get up, and it's the pain's a little bit less. It's still not all gone, and I kind of hobble upstairs and had a bit of a chat with my parents, and my dad expressed some real concerns about both of them, but my dad in particular said, I just don't feel good about you driving out. And he's, you know, your mom and I have been talking about it, and I don't like to get involved in your life, but I just don't like the idea of you going out on driving for four days. I said, well, you know, Brad is flying out. I said, I've said I won't fly. I don't want to fly. And he says, well, how much are you going to spend on the drive? Well, it comes out the math is exactly the same for flying. And I, as I'm listening to this, I'm listening. I'm saying, okay, Brad just texted me about flying. Mom and Dad just are talking to me about flying. And I just asked God for a clarity on whether he wanted me to go and how he wanted me to travel. So I said, all right. I said, I, I think that's the answer. I think God wants me to fly. And even though I don't want to fly, I'm not sure that I'm going to get a choice in this. And it reminded me of something somebody told me recently and, if, and, and a word that God had given them or a message that was that we are going into a time where we're going to have to accept some things that we don't like, but we're going to have to move with them to accomplish the goals that God needs us to do. And that's just kind of floating through my mind right there. So I'm still in a lot of pain. I go downstairs, sit up in the studio, jump online, and I buy my tickets. And I know I've told you I'm not going to fly, but like this is where God has me going. So I'm like, all right, whatever, I'm going to fly. Hate it, but I'll do it. I buy my tickets, and I am not exaggerating what I'm going to tell you next. I buy those tickets. The tickets get done. I go to move, the pain is gone. All of it. Erased, gone. <laughs> no more pain. I'm walking around like I'm 100% normal. And I just, I sat there and I was like, what just happened? And then I realized what's just happened. And, and it, it became very clear as I had this conversation with God. I needed to get your attention. I said, well, <laughs> you got it. You got my attention. And you see, this is, this is one of these things that we, I, I'm just reminded because last few weeks, you know, I think as I express here as much as anybody, everything I do, I do with God. And I talk to him every, every moment I can. But even at that, we get going on things and we start planning things and we start putting what our desires are first. And this was one of them as I was being inordinately stubborn on this thing of not flying. I don't want to fly. But this particular thing was going to take me on the road for four days, be at a seminar for three days, then rush back four more days to drive up to do another seminar for a day and to come back. So in, in all, I was going to be on, I was going to be driving for nine to 10 days and productive for about four. And I was having a hard time putting that all together, how I was going to get it all done. And at the same time, I'm, this pain was getting worse and worse. And I, I mean, just, it was amazing how all that came together because the pain got so bad Saturday. I functionally, I was going to cancel. And the minute that I made that flight arrangement, the pain went away. Now it came back a little bit this morning, partly because I decided that I was going to try to jump into the world and not use ibuprofen, which was a bad idea. But by the end of the day, it was great. So, but I mean, just for that moment in that, and it last, it wasn't like a moment that was yesterday at around I don't know. I want to say it was like 10 a.m. in the morning. And the pain was gone, like gone, gone all day. I was moving around normally as if it had never happened. So praise the Lord. I mean, just he has a way of communicating to us. He has a way of getting our attention. 
And he has a way of moving us to the place he needs us to move, even when we are being stubborn and thinking we know best, which is what I was doing. Kind of like tonight when I told you, what's this UFO BS? And I look up and like, all right, <laughs> I've got nothing on those 40 lights that just vanished right above me. So whatever, God, whatever that message is. Okay. Maybe it's not BS. I don't know. We'll have to see. So we, um, I get on as, and then as I finish that, I look over at my text and Paul, a pastor that I know up in Portland, who's going to be on the show next week, um, texts me and says, Hey, this, this is the group he's putting together up in Portland. All of us have been having this call from God to do something in the Northwest in terms of skills and talents and talking about sovereignty and the Bards Fest model. And he says, hey, we're going to be up at this location south of Portland. It's a Christian retreat center, which I didn't even know was there. And he says, I've done some some rallies here before. You may find this interesting for a Bards Fest. And it was right then that I was like, okay, there's number three of my prayer, right? So what were my prayers again? You know, Father, I need to know if you want me to go. Got to have miraculous healing. And I need to know some clarity on the Bards Fest. And they're all three, literally, within 40 minutes of getting out of my prayer, all three answered. I find that always amazing. And I, and I think it's important to acknowledge it. That's the God. <clears throat> That's the God we have. That's the supernatural God that we have that listens and uh, guides us and provides for us. And he does listen and he does respond. And he also does a lot to get our attention so that when we think we don't need to listen, he is going to bring us right back to our knees and do just that. My weekends always end up being some journey like this with a little bit of time to really spend with God and to just kind of settle into the groove that he wants us, wants me to be in. There is a lot happening in the world right now, and there's a lot of shaking and transformation happening at an unprecedented rate we're going to see some pretty amazing things and some things that are probably going to be pretty unusual. And I think as long as we're keeping, I don't even need to see, I think as long as we're staying solid in our rock with faith and and walking truly as God's leading us, this is all going to be an easy walk. It's not going to be easy for everybody, but it's going to be easy walk for us. We really have a huge calling this year. And it's increasingly showing itself over and over of the importance of us to be digging in harder into our gifts and talents, into the principles of home churches. God is rebuilding the church through his people. He's, for the most, most that I can see, that he's stepping away from the temples because the temples themselves have become so corrupted. And I don't say this lightly, um, there's been a lot of people that, that came to God during the crisis and as, as often happens, they drift away after things seemingly slow down and settle in. And that's, those are the ones I think that are going to have to really wake up and realize that this wasn't a temporary offer. This wasn't a tr- trial, but try me for 30 days and get your money back free if you don't like it. When you step in and start walking with God, that's the place you're intended to remain. And if that discipline isn't where you think you need to be and you want to take the, the easy path, which is going to have a lot of lures and a lot of offerings, it's going to be a rough ride. It may start out fine, but it's not going to end fine. You know, it's the, it's the principle. I was thinking about this tonight. 
when I was riding the ATV. I like riding ATVs, so that's there is that principle. But there is always um when you get something, whatever you get, there's always a newness to something that has a really cool feel to it because it's brand new. And what I always hope is that when we get something that we don't necessarily feel that massive surge, but we, we settle in with the gift to enjoy the gift over the long term. And that's what I was kind of looking at tonight is I really wasn't overwhelmed with the excitement of this, the, the, the obsession of the newness when I picked up the ATV. I was just, I was so pleased with the fact of having it. And it's just kind of the same feeling. I enjoy riding it. I enjoy getting on it. But if you are, if you get that new car, they call it the new car smell, it wears off pretty quickly and then you're left with this debt that you have to pay. That's pretty much the wide path. It smells good going in. It's attractive for so many reasons. They're going to play this luring game all they can and then you're going to look around and go, oh, look at all that debt that I now have to pay. And that debt takes on many forms. God's world is not a debt-ridden world. But God's world is a world of unlimited of opportunity, but equally complete and total dedication to him. And that weekend, this weekend for me was a lot of that reminder of how much we have to listen to him, even when we think that we have the right answer and how much he will bring us to the point where he needs us. And he's doing that because he also cares and loves so much. I did not enjoy being trashed all Saturday morning. Trust me. And it's pretty tiring too. But to go through that and then to realize the message that he was trying to life before me. And it was to look out for me. It's because he has other things in mind, whatever that is, I don't know. And all that going forward, he took the care to put me in a position where I really didn't have a lot of option. And if I was going to listen to him, I could either quit or I could go forward as he wanted me to and break through my resistance to doing one thing, which is to flying. I've flown thousands and thousands of miles in my life. I, I looked the other day in the, in the time since I started working with Department of Defense, which would go back to 2010, I've stayed like three years in Marriott's, I'm not exaggerating. And with that, I've traveled hundreds of thousands of miles all over the world. So there isn't an issue of flying. It's just in this climate, I had no interest in doing it. But there's a point where the mission becomes greater than what I want or desire or some sort of ideal of not supporting the airlines or whatever. And as far as safety, we all know that ultimately God's got this plan, so we're in his hands. So it was just it was a humbling reminder of how, and I think one that we need to do, we need to remind ourselves of regularly because we need to keep in mind how quickly it is that we can assume that we know the answers when in fact the only answer we actually need and the only answer that we need to focus on is the one that God's giving us. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we really thank you for this night come together. And it was a beautiful night up here. And it was an unusual night with the 30 or 40 lights that were in perfect alignment, traveling through the sky, doing whatever they're doing, whatever those lights were. But what an amazing weekend, Father, to be reminded of listening to you and seeking your guidance in all things. Not assuming and not being stubborn on the ways that we want to do things, but rather letting you guide us. We're in an interesting time, Father, that I think that that sort of obedience isn't just an option, it's a necessity for us to get through and survive. And there's going to be a lot of change and there's going to be a lot of challenge. And we see that already. So we pray tonight for the many that they can take a breath in everything that we do. 
take a moment in everything that we do and ask you where it is you want us and how it is you want us to proceed. There's many things that you will give us choice in, but there's times that you don't want us to have the choice. You need us to obey what you say. And that's part of us being your children and being reminded of that walk. So, Father, we thank you for that and thank you for the continued and never-ending love that you provide for us. As we continue to mature and are refined in these fires, we find ourselves more solidly anchored on that rock of faith and more able to hear you and talk to you in our true sense of the heart. Guide us, Father, protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There's an um, interesting thing that Brad and I were talking about, which is where I'm going to close tonight. And it's the difference between the soul and the spirit. And Brad articulated this very well. It's Brad Cummings, for those of you that are wondering. And it's this, the soul is is defined in, in his terms by the mind, the will, and the emotions. And the will is can be steered by your logic. And why this is so important is this is what we tend to do, is we tend to allow ourselves to be steered and control everything through the mind, the will, and the emotions. That's what this entire world is doing to us. And in so doing, this world is giving us a narrative. And we process it through our mind, our will, and our emotions. And what gets trampled on is the spirit. And it gets trampled on because we don't listen to the connection of God through our heart, which is our connection, is our the robustness of our spirit. So that, as Brad was framing this, the soul and the spirit. The soul ends up being the the dominant force, the spirit ends up being pushed aside when in fact it should be just reversed. And in the old ways, it was the spirit that was the mightier, mightier of the two. But we've become very conditioned to listen to the process of the soul. And where this becomes very important is to appreciate just how intense this is because the soul process, the mind, the will, the emotions are very immediate. It's also an an example of why are in our world accelerating processing of things, making things change faster are so important because in the nurturing of our spirit, which is we take it through our heart, time is not of urgency, but time is of wisdom. And in the world we're in right now, the mind, the will, the emotions, everything is driven towards efficiencies and times and quickness and immediacy. And that affects us in all levels. And in so doing, as we fast, as we work into a faster and faster world, we ourselves pull ourselves farther and farther away from God. It's harder for us to connect in the spirit to the Father because we're racing off in our mind, our will, and our emotions. So I would encourage everyone to take some time and to sit quiet and to breathe and to breathe with Father God, to clear your mind and just listen to his breath, your breath, the breath we share. Slowing things down a bit, get some clarity and perspective and do that with, you can start with major decisions, but really we should be doing it with all of our decisions. This last couple days was a reminder of that. As I got wrapped around my decisions of how I was going to trans- travel and my focus on my pain of my legs, I didn't listen even along the way, which were things like nudges to go back and do the same workouts. I was avoiding that. All of these little things, I wasn't listening to my heart, but instead listening to my mind, my will, my emotions. And when we finally get to that place where we're get past that and we start to put our focus back where it needs to be on our heart and our bridge into God through the spirit. 
everything starts to realign. Life slows down a little bit more. The richness of the colors get a little more vibrant. The depth of everything around us gets a little more pure. And the shallowness becomes a little more grating and more a desire to step away from it. Our mind, our will, our emotions tend to feed on the shallowness and the temporary and the speed and the quickness. Our spirit feeds on the wholeness and purity of Father God, his love, his wisdom, his creations. And it's that stable, deep force that nurtures us the greatest and gives us the greatest gift in our days as we move forward. So take some time, my encouragement, my challenge, to sit quietly, put the mind, the will, the emotions to, to bed for a bit. Let them sit quiet on the side. Let the calmness, the stableness of the spirit, the voice of God come up through and breathe the breath that he gives us and the breath that we share. Patriots, hope you had a really beautiful weekend. Let's keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
Out of my mind, like the dark in the distance. Why? 